Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen. Alongside me, as always, is this music-loving mofo, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? I am excited to be here. It's getting a little spooky. Uh, I'm happy to be recording at a normal hour because we recorded very early after a late night last week, and I think I was incomprehensible for most of it. Oh, I forgot to get my like Halloween sound effects ready. Damn it. I was going to oh. do that because we're getting creepy with the EPs. I can just go like, oh, Ooh, skitter, skitter, skitter. Uh, that's a spider. That's um, Mr. Skitters, the famous music producer. That's <laughs> Mr. Skitters. Who, who died um, and is now a ghost. Is that a real person or did you just make that up? 100% real. Wow. Mr. Skitters had some credits it's all, on some it's all of bullshit, history's Luke. greatest greatest hits. Um no, but we it's it's October, uh and we are going to be getting creepy with the EPs. Uh I remember last year we were just saying something. I forget why we were talking about EPs and we said I said we should get creepy with the EPs and then we we're like, we're doing that next episode mm-hmm. and uh so we brought some of our favorite EPs, so we will be doing that. But first, uh, you know what musician has fall on lock, just totally part of her brand, is Taylor Swift. And we're still in that lavender haze with the Midnight's album, still in that honeymoon phase. Yeah. Um, and we're getting to know it uh, a little more. And I, uh, Kevin, you mentioned the lyric about Spider Boy on uh, one song on Karma. And it's funny, maybe that's why. uh, So the video from For Bejeweled came out and uh, it was very funny. Had like Jack Antonoff and Haim and Laura Dern. And did uh, you, did you happen to see what Laura Dern was credited as in that video? No, what was it? Uh, Stepmommy. Oh, nice. Not Wait, does that have some no, significance? No, just step or, mommy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think playing to the, the more titillating sides of the internet. Which I loved, like, Laura Dern's performance of just, you know, I mean, she's a pro, but just, like, very, like, dramatic performance yeah. of, like, hating Taylor Swift. She had fun um, with that. Yeah. But I, uh, there was one lyric that I was educated on what it meant because i was watching with the captions and i kept saying i because kyle would have the lyric coming from her phone on tiktok and it's where i miss sparkling or it's i miss you but i miss sparkling and but she sings like sparkling (laughs) and so it sounded like spiderland to me (laughs) it's like i kept singing like i miss spider-man or like i miss spiderland but today I figured out that wasn't the lyric. I saw a TikTok because TikTok's just all Taylor Swift now. Uh, yeah. That like if you kind of just like read a Spanish sentence, it sounds like she's saying it. Like like <laughs> if you're one syllable off and it all sounds like right, Spanish. Right. And I like I couldn't get out of my head that now I think she's speaking Spanish for like a quarter of a chorus on one of those That's songs. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe she is. May- for for all we know. Have you heard I zone out some of the, times. the Bejeweled 
Easter egg theory is uh, that no. she released it. Yes, we're recording this on a on a Wednesday. She she released it yesterday on October twenty uh. fifth which was the anniversary of the original release of Speak Now. So that's supposed oh. to be the next Taylor version to come out. So okay. that's that's the rumor. I heard a whole thing about 26 being a significant number, too. They're all over the place. Eventually... They're all going to be, right? Yeah, like, eventually it's going to get to a point where every date is covered in some way in her mm-hmm. life. So it's like, this means this. Uh but yeah, no, I uh, just wanted to share that with you, if in case you were wondering that it was Spiderland, uh, it's, it's not. not. Okay. But but you know, let's pretend like we're in Spiderland because that sounds like a <laughs> creepy place. Yeah, right. I that's like honestly my greatest fear. I hate spiders. Uh, and that's Spiderland is the best place to get creepy with the EPs, mm-hmm. and I don't care what anyone says. And so I say we get into talking about our EPs. And these aren't necessarily creepy EPs, although I'd say there are a couple songs on here that have a bit of a, you know, spooky vibe uh, going on. But for the most part, they're just good EPs. Um, Do you want to start it off, Kev? Yeah, I feel like the EP is a lost lost release for me sometimes. Like, I, I will listen to an album... I'll listen yeah. to a single like in the context of a playlist, but I don't go into EPs as often as I really should because there's a ton of great music hidden within them. But I've always been like a much bigger fan of long form or just like the shuffled playlist of yeah. a bunch of singles. So I, this was, I came up with five really quickly, but I next year I'm, I might have to scour a little bit. Well, and I asked uh, my cousin if he had any recommendations, and he's like, I don't listen to EPs. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. I get it, though. I'm like, I'm usually the same, and then I regret it. But I did find that I had made a 2022 EPs playlist early in the year that I did not keep up with. So there was like five in there. Um, and, yeah, so most of mine are pretty recent because I thought that it was ones from this year. Uh, but one of mine is from my favorite EP ever, but we'll get there. Why don't you I, start us off? Yeah, I've got one recent one and a few of my favorites. And the oldest one I'm bringing is Who the Fuck Are Arctic Monkeys from The Incredible Arctic Monkeys. Uh, and that's the track I'm bringing today, the the final song in the EP, Who the Fuck Are Arctic Monkeys. And this came out right after their incredible debut, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. And I mm. think it was even, I was reading up on it, it was accused of being a money grab because they were just like, oh, here's new music. Uh. Uh, it even, like, the first song of the EP is a, is the first song from the album, uh, The View from the Afternoon. Oh, but yeah. the other four tracks are awesome. Uh, Cigarette Smoker Fiona, to me, is, like, tragically not on an album because it really, uh, it really is just, like, an incredible song that would fit really well on their first two albums. But I'm going with the title track, Who the Fuck Are Arctic Monkeys? It's this long, like, five-and-a-half-minute track that's just very... They've they had something in their first couple albums that they've obviously grown and evolved. But yeah. whatever that was that they had, this track has. Uh, just, like, a ruggedness and an yeah. energy. Just it's It's definitely something that I really appreciate. And as someone who, again doesn't always like discover eps in the same way 
I discovered this way further into my Arctic Monkeys fandom and was like, oh, wow, four tracks I've never heard. Awesome. Yeah, I was not at all familiar with this. Uh, and it was good. It was, yeah, it went on for a lot longer. I was like, dang, this is still going on for a while, which I can't talk because I have a long song coming later. But, but yeah, it was a little different than I uh, expected from them. You know, I'm not like huge into their early stuff. I mean, I liked everything I heard from them back in the day, but I haven't gone back and listened to a lot of it. And I actually do like some of their newer stuff that oh, I do uh, too. is a little loungier. Yeah. I AM um, is my second favorite album by them. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is cool. What you got? What's your first one? Oh, this one I just discovered today, just looking at a list of like the best EPs of the year and was listening to a handful and this one stood out. The the EP is the lead by Flo and the song I picked is Summertime. And I mean you can tell from the album cover, it's just like very like nineties influenced R and B. Uh, and it's, it's so great. And the summertime just has like, it's got like the acoustic guitar going on in there, which I feel like was in a lot of like, uh, R&B songs at the time, just perfectly captures that vibe in the like artwork and in the song and the, uh, EP is great. Uh, Brian was like, I can't wait for a debut album from them. And, uh, I'm, I'm right there. I really enjoyed it. Have you heard of them? No, the first time I listened to him was today, and I, I really yeah. enjoyed what I heard. I thought you would like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, my next choice, my next selection, is a band that I discovered, and when I discovered them, all that existed was this EP, and I listened to it and enjoyed them and thought, wow, I can't wait for an album to come out, just like you did with Flo. And uh, lo and behold, today, when I went to go look at this EP, they released an album without me knowing uh, so I'm really excited to go listen to that oh, because really? I haven't yet, but I'm talking about the band Captain Marvel. Captain spelled the crunch way. And they have an EP come to number two, California, which is also one of the tracks on it. But I'm going with the track Evermore. Uh, this album came out in 2020 and this probably is the biggest Evermore release of that year. Uh, <laughs> no other contenders. Yep. Nothing. Yeah, but it's it's four really fun tracks that kind of feel tame Impala adjacent, but yeah, have like a kind of unique lo-fi like aesthetic and and really fun writing. So I I I like the CP. I'm really excited to check out the album because it only came out a couple months ago. Yeah, I never heard of this band. I was like, nice. This is completely new to me, but it was cool. And I feel like it had a very like hazy uh beachy but maybe mm-hmm. a little ominous vibe in there i was like this is one of the ones that maybe creeps towards creepy yeah i can see it um well my next uh pick comes from a great band played them on the podcast last year uh had a great album last year this is the band pom poco and their album cheater was awesome they i mean a lot of they do like some great like driving rock or like catchy rock songs but then they also do like sort of like angular 80s inspired like talking heads ish stuff on this ep especially they're going in some new uh directions but it's always like cool rock with great melodies that get stuck in your head and then there's like weird switch ups that you're like what is happening and that's definitely on this song enduro corner uh which is the opening track does that some great like falsetto i love uh the singer's voice 
how it'll just like bust into falsetto like randomly um and so yeah i highly recommend this ep this was in that list that i made earlier in the year and forgot about it and so i'm glad that i rediscovered it because i was listening to it today i was like this is so good but because it's an ep it almost fell by the wayside today is a day of rediscovery that's what the ep with the ep's redemption yeah uh, and this next EP is not something I had to rediscover. It's always been top of mind. I was yes. very excited to bring it. And I am speaking about uh, Blame Game by Beach Bunny and the track Good Girls Don't Get Used. Uh, one of my favorite EPs the last few years and really like got me very hyped for Beach Bunny's album Emotional Creature that came out this July. And I listened to this a lot in anticipation of that album. And I think Good Girls Don't Get Used is probably still my favorite Beach Bunny track. It's very, very fun. It's uh, so it's, good. It's just edgy enough with like some punk rock attitude, but like a very impeccable, fun, like la 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 like style. And if if the top five of my Beach Bunny selections are all Emotional Creatures track, this is probably the only one that sits above those. And uh, a great EP altogether. Love Blame Game. Yeah. Did that come out last year? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, it was must have been recent, because I remember walking, listening to it in the neighborhood here. But uh, yeah, that was my introduction to them. And similarly, it was like, oh, this band's awesome. And I haven't even spent enough time with uh, Emotional Creature. That's on my list. I just added it to my list today of albums to catch up on, because I had a really big like lol uh earlier in this year mm-hmm. kind of going through some issues with like mental health which that definitely is like a time when i don't listen to a lot of music uh because it sort of accesses an emotional place that i'm maybe already <laughs> accessing too much and uh but that one was like one that i sort of lost in that shuffle so i'm excited to listen to it well i'll give you a spoiler alert uh it's good my next pick, one of my favorites, uh, this was uh, last year, similar to the Beach Bunny album, came out last year, uh, and this was the EP, Are You Happy, Namdi, with Lin Lin, or Lin, Lin, I don't know how you say it, but another uh, Chicago producer who worked with Namdi, who I love Namdi, interviewed him in the past. He has a new album out right now that's really good uh, that I've been listening to. Maybe might end up on my year-end list. Uh, mm. Maybe. And he, uh, Brat was the al- his last album that came out, and that had this song, Glass Casket, on it. That was one of my favorite ones that year. But uh, this is a remix, and just way synthier, way crazier, goes to some more interesting places. And it's like a really pretty uh, vocal that Namdi's doing. And like, I love the lyrics. Like, I wish I was a farmer. I wish I was an astronaut. Um, But then they just take it to this whole new level on the remix and it gets wacky and wild and fun. So I feel like Namdi's a very productive artist. Like, I feel like there's been a lot of Namdi music out recently. Very prolific. Yeah. Cause he had Brat and then a bunch of singles and then this EP and then now a new album. Yeah. So, He's working. Uh, a tenth of uh, our favorite band, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizards, productivity, but that—that's <laughs> insanity. Still, solid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's amazing. 
uh, a brand new EP that just came out a couple weeks ago that I, I shouted out, I think, as an album because I, I didn't know what it was. But Phaser Days oh, yeah. uh, with the EP and song Break. It's got an exclamation point on it, so you got to break. It's super good. I was. Yeah. This may be my favorite one you brought today that I was like not familiar with. Yeah, and this EP does a lot, like, in its five tracks. It's got some that are a lot more, not full acoustic, but, like, have an acoustic guitar front and center. Um, some more slower and melodic singer-songwriter tracks. Uh, it's it's making me want to go back and listen to Phaser Days' album from 2017, Morningside, which I haven't listened to, but also has me now looking forward to new music that comes from them. So I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm big on Phaser Days. I'm buying did you play them on the pod? Did you say that? No. Oh, I, I thought you did for some reason, but maybe you just told me about them. So, I reached yeah. out, and they politely declined the ability to play in the pod. Well, there you go. Uh, but, hey, we'll still plug you. I really enjoyed this song, so I'm, I'm in. They were very nice about it. Speaking about being very nice about it, uh, <laughs> my next one. I mean, it could apply because there was some drama with this album. Uh, and I don't know, I'm not going to speak to who was nice about it and who wasn't, but, uh, I just know that JPEG Mafia put out the album LP, uh, Peggy, uh, and, uh, there was some drama with the label. I think there were some issues getting samples cleared. So some songs got cut. And so what did Peggy do? Just came and released an EP called offline exclamation point. Uh, all caps on everything with JPEG Mafia. Yeah. Artist, album, and song. Uh, and uh, I picked the song Hazard Duty Pay, which was one that was very disappointed when I listened to the album on Bandcamp. Because uh, that was, he put out his version of the album on Bandcamp and then now uh, just released the cut songs as an EP. And they were some of the best songs. So I'm like, I get why you wouldn't be happy that they got cut. But. Uh, you know, I uh, did my sample sleuthing with Hazard Duty Pay, and it is a Winans family, which I believe they're like gospel singers, uh, featuring huh. Anita Baker. Yeah, and uh, it's a great sample, and his verses are great on it. I There's some dude I follow on TikTok who posts very rarely, but he always breaks down samples, and he did Backseat, backseat Freestyle by Kendrick. And oh, yeah. like there's a Powerpuff Girls sample in the beat and like a Beastie Boys like drum wow. fill. It like it's incredible. I'll that's I'll cool. Go follow me on Twitter and I'll retreat it at Minty Fresh Kevin. Plug myself for once. Um Peggy's awesome. This uh this EP is great. Missed opportunity to not name it EP because last year's LP. I think no, he did that already. There was an EP. There was an EP before uh, she, LP. So it was already taken. I mean, you could have just done EP2. My Peggy knowledge lacking. My Peggy. Uh, <laughs> my final pick is a band that I'm pretty sure you turned me on to, Luke. Uh, Once Upon a Time, and I have brought into my heart of hearts and is one of my favorite bands. And that is Parcels. I'm bringing the track Games of Luck from Hideout. <laughs> And Which game games of luck is all one word, and so when I glanced at it quickly, I was like, hey, "Games of what now?" Yeah, uh, games of <laughs> luck. 
Games of luck. <laughs> uh, my playlist for Parcels was their incredible self-titled debut, followed by this EP for quite a long time. And it kind of became like a B-side to that album. Uh, but you can see that it's a perfect concept for it. Like, it's really, they yeah. have the really great, like, choral vocals. It's got a very disco-y sheen. Uh, and some very daft punk synths on this track. That doesn't come through on all their stuff, but this one, I, I feel like yeah. it It feels like random access memory, kind of. Um, I think I'm, like, back into parcels again. Like, I've, I waned, and oh. now I'm gonna... I've listened to, like, one track, so I'm gonna listen to all their albums again for, like, infinite times. And I've never heard this EP, so I'm like, this is really good. And uh, this was before their debut album, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was interesting to hear a younger sound, but also, like, not the most fully formed, refined version that you get on the album, but still, like, you're saying it's definitely the template for it. And, like, you yeah, can see like, that coming. There's room for refinement, but they absolutely have the core down by this time. Yeah, yeah super good. All right. Well, my final one. I said my uh, favorite EP of all time, and I think this may be it. And it's on Spotify as an album, but it was released at the time as an EP, so who knows? I'm counting it. And this is the aforementioned uh, 11 minute and 38 song, uh, 38 second long song, uh, and it is all delighted people original version from the EP of the same name by Sufjan Stevens. And uh, were you familiar with this, Kev? And did Very you listen ge- to the full 11 minutes? I did listen to the full 11 minutes. Very okay, generally, good. I knew this out. I knew this EP existed. I don't know that I've ever given it a listen because it is an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> but it, would, it does hey, say EP on the cover. So it just goes to show. Right. Oh, it does. Defini- yeah. The definitions, okay, so. meaningless. And it's probably because it's like, eight tracks so that's like shorter than an album but as we've said many of the tracks are very long hey just be happy i didn't pick the 17 minute closer joharia (laughs) because that song is so good (laughs) like i've i've considered it which i think it's funny because i remember uh the album that came out right after this age of odds my cousin like did not like a lot of people like that split some sufjan fans that album and he had I think like a 20 something minute uh, closing track. But again, it's such a good song. Impossible Soul, I think it's called. So, uh, but this is the opening track. And there's two versions of this song. There's an eight minute version that's the classic rock version. Uh, But this original one, I just love how it's so all over the place. Like, it just, there's like so many shifts in the song. There's some references to Sound of Silence by. Simon and Garfunkel with the the people bowed and prayed to the neon god they made and hello darkness my old friend but like the drums are crazy there's choral vocals coming in and out the drums are like dropping out at times it's like it's just all over the place and like when I heard it back in like 2010 or 2011 whenever it was 2010 uh my mind was just blown and listening to it again today I'm like this still just rules so hard and uh, it's just so beautiful and just like experimental and cool. So yeah, definitely one of my favorite EPs of all time. And there you go. We got creepy with them. A great list. Super solid to get you through your Halloween uh, listening. Pop on these creepy EPs and uh, you'll have yourself a good time.
Absolutely. Now, why don't we tiptoe our way over to talking about the music we've been loving in Touts? Touts. All right, well, I could start with the obvious mutual tout, Taylor Swift, Midnight's. We did a whole episode about it. We don't need to talk about it here. Uh, and the other album I... Oh, did you have something on Midnight's? I was going to say, so, so since last week, do you like it more or less? Um, I think I like it more. Uh, I actually like some of the 3 a.m. tracks a little more than I did right at first. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they're holding up. The uh, Same. It's, it's keeping up for me. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it is... I, I don't know that I... Also... Here's my biggest criticism was how I thought it was really poorly mixed. Sounds amazing on my AirPods. Um, yeah, so. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, I think what you're no, and also there is some like I feel like there is a bit. It's a spacious sound. It's a big yeah. sound on a lot of like, especially like lavender haze. I do kind of get what you're saying. There is a a bit of rebirth verb i feel like uh on her vocals to make them sound more like spacious and not right up front so i get what you're saying i'm also an old man and listen to this on a stereo so like i recognize oh, you that did. that's that may not be how they're mixing albums anymore because no one listens yep. to music the way that i do um right. so that's that's on me i think more than taylor and uh, i Mr. am Antonoff. headphones headphones first um, I, I usually am, but I was like, let's sit yeah. here. We'll turn the lights down and we'll listen to yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. On the speakers, it was great, and I, it did me a disservice. Yeah, so. but that's interesting that it came across that way, on that. Yeah. Um, but the other album that I touted on our mini sode last week is uh, Yeah Yeah Yeah's Cool It Down, which, speaking of Taylor Swift. I'll plug myself, Indie Darling Music, on uh, TikTok. Go check it out. I've got some Taylor Swift covers. I did a cover of the Yeah Yeah Yeah's Different today as well, uh, which that song rules. And this album is super cool and, like, different from what Yeah Yeah Yeah's uh, has done in the past. So highly recommend it. I'll um, tell Luke in that he did the co- the chorus of Antihero by Taylor Swift. Yeah. But knew well enough to include the first line of the verse where she calls her s- other people baby. a sexy baby. Yeah. <laughs> Gave me a good laugh. So nice yeah, job. Good. Thought I'd uh, put that little editing joke in there. Um, then uh, some other ones that came out last week that were overshadowed by Tay and Ray. Uh, Archers of Loaf, great band uh, fronted by Eric Bachman influential rock band from the 90s uh with a reason in decline i was just listening to that before we came on it's a very big like 90s rock sound very good though i was Ooh. liking that a lot um our uh then we got tegan and sarah with crybaby which is their second album this year i think but that one was like the first track was kind of like a little like rocky going on like it was interesting i expected it to be very synthy and i was like oh this is a little different for tegan and sarah hmm. um so yeah check that out bibio great i knew him as like more electronic but now he's doing like some jazzy like loungy stuff it's Ooh. very i feel like you'll like it kev parcels adjacent i would say maybe not quite so funky and catchy but along those lines yeah uh uh, then we I just played them, Rubble Bucket with Earth Worship. It's a great album I want to spend some more time with. And then Bonnie Light Horseman with Rolling Golden Rolling Golden Holy. 
Uh, that is Anias Mitchell, and I just realized Eric Johnson from Fruit Bats is in that band as well. So some nice, like, gentle country-ish rock. It's it's good. Didn't Anias Mitchell have an album earlier this year, too? She did, yep. Big year. She, she, and was on Big Red Machine's album last year. Wow. Uh, the other album we talked about last week, uh, which I've given much more attention, Carla Jepsen with The Loneliest Time. Better as a whole Solid. album. I really didn't listen to it very well the first time through. Uh, it's got some great tracks. Also going to just yeah. specifically tout out Anxious, the first bonus track. Ooh, boy. That's a song. Uh, huge fan. That's yeah. gotten repeated a lot. So I'm a big fan of it. The album I touted out last week, Pink Shift, played him on the pod two weeks ago with Love Me Forever. It, that album is as good as I was hoping it would be. Nice. It rules. Uh, I think it's year-end discussion worthy. It it's Ooh, it is pop punk in just the out. best ways. And then uh, from last week too, the car from Arctic Monkeys, who had just talked about their early stuff earlier. Uh, this is a good album. I think I like it more than Tranquility Based Hotel and Casino. Casino. Tranquility Based yeah, and Hotel, it. whatever. I don't know. That album didn't resonate <laughs> yeah. with me as much. Uh, this one I like a little more. It's, I'm interested it's quieter. In yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're evolving as a band, which is a much better thing to do than just like repeating their styles. And I think this album has right. a lot to bite into and I have done but a nibble so far. Uh, and then two albums from earlier this last few months that I've really been enjoying. Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. That album is amazing. Oh, I forgot that came out. Yeah. It's really good. Um, it to took me a little bit to get to too. it, but once I did, I really liked it. And Into the Blue from Broken Bells. Their return was mm. awesome. They're great. Big Danger Mouse year. So, yeah, a lot of good music. the The year end I... list is growing and growing, and I'm gonna have to start cutting soon, and it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough. I've been sorting through some stuff too. A lot of good stuff. Um, well, that's everything we've been listening to and loving. Why don't we go on over to talk about the new music Friday releases out this week that we're excited for and shouts. I've got a band, uh, you know, they were in the sixties and seventies. They released a bunch of albums really quickly and really haven't done much hmm. lately. Uh, the Beatles with revolver hmm. sessions. Uh, I, this, I, any peek behind the curtain of the Beatles production is always really cool. Uh, yeah. Revolver is like my dad's favorite album, which I is, love that album. Yeah. It's a, it's a, like, I feel like a low key fave among a lot of people. So it's up there. That'll be me. fun. I, I'm a magical mystery tour guy. And also did you know that's apparently an EP because I was looking at like the best EPs what? lists. Yeah. And that was on there and I was like, nah, I don't think so. Oh, which you know what's technically an EP too that I considered putting on, but then it's forty five minutes long. Is that forty five thirty three LCD sound system uh, that has oh. the song with Reggie Watts on it? It's so good, but yeah, it's a, it's just one song on Spotify, one forty five minute song. So I was like, yeah, I won't make the playlist that long. That song with Reggie Watts uh, that he does on the live like goodbye album. It's so one of my weird. favorite tracks ever. Listen. To oh it yeah, I forgot time. it's on there, so I need to go listen to that that version of it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I already mentioned them without knowing this was coming. 
but King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Changes, another album from our favorite yep. uh, band, undefinable band, but they're keeping busy, and uh, I'll check that out. And then uh, Junior Boys with Waiting Game. I heard a couple of the singles off of this. Very like ethereal, moody stuff. Uh, I think it really mm. will play well in like a long for album. Long, f- I think it'll really play well in like a long form album. So I'm excited to check that out as well. Nice. Um. Well, I got a few here. Uh, some good ones. First up, Marlo with Marlo Three. I didn't even know this was coming out. I just recently got the vinyl of Marlo Two. Uh and or no i recently got the vinyl of marlo one marlo two just recently came out as well like a year or so ago and this is the duo of larange the producer and the rapper solemn brigham super good uh just amazing like old school hip-hop um then we got benjamin clementine who uh with the album and i have been he was on our best tv themes playlist Mm -hmm. because he does the theme song for the morning show uh as well as showed up on a Gorillaz track. Yeah, that's where album. I know him from best. Yeah, he was on that's, like a I Gorillaz think, where track. I first heard of him. Um, Five years ago? So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he's been putting on music for a while. And uh, he's great, like, pianist and singer. So, check that out. Uh, then Fred again, which this guy's great. He's a producer's worked with a bunch of, like, major artists. But he has Actual Life 3, which a lot of those, they're, like, named after his friends. Uh, they're just like these sort of soundscapes with like audio clips mixed in really good uh, electronic music. So highly recommend that. Uh, and then drug dealer with hiding in plain sight. They've got a very like throwback seventies kind of sound. And I heard the single Madison, which was really good. So interested to hear some new stuff from them. Nice. Good week. Yeah, solid week. We got a yeah, lot. Like, there's a lot to listen to. I feel to. like sometimes there's a bunch of big releases and then there's a bit of a lull, but like solid week. Yeah, it's some smaller ones, but there's some good ones. Um, well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to Planet Ant. Check out all the great stuff going on over there. And, of course, offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Got great columns and reviews and interviews, not reviews. Great, got great columns and interviews over there. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, shape those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. But it's best song ever. Not a podcast better jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth whatever song ever. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.